The Chargers found a way to win an ugly, sloppy game in New England on Sunday, but they still showed us that this team has some major flaws. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Today, Daniel, we got to talk about one of the ugliest games that I can remember watching. Uh, it was not pretty. Uh, the Chargers' offense did nothing. They scored no touchdowns. Fortunately, the defense did not give up any points at all. So we got to talk about that. Special teams was absolutely special. And Khalil Mack, what else can you say? What else can you say? But him having an All-Pro season in his age 32 season for the Chargers. Cleo Mack, a.k.a. the NFL leader in sacks in 2023, which I don't think any of us thought we'd be saying. But today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. David, let's start. Yeah, I mean, sloppy, sloppy win in New England. And we talked about it, right? You had said before, hey, anytime you can go beat the evil empire, you want to do it. This is more like, okay, somebody going and like shooting the Death Star after it's already gotten blown up, I think is kind of what it felt like. Fine by me. Chargers improved to five and seven on the season. And it was a sloppy game, man. As soon as you kind of saw the conditions, you saw it was a game that was not really meant for what the Chargers do well, right? It was raining through the entire game. And after the first couple of drives, I put out a tweet like, oh, okay, this is going to be a 6-3 game. Like this is, this is going to be incredibly ugly. And it was not a dominant win by any team, yeah, by any means. You know, you beat a team who's now two and ten with the Patriots, and this is just the definition of just hey, a win is a win. This is a sloppy, ugly win. Yeah, it really was. I mean, this was a, a football game where you didn't really get comfortable at, at any moment in time because there was not yeah. a lot that you saw that was of quality uh, nature. I mean, on offense, they punted so many times. I think nine times in this football game. They went three and out three times, at least defensively. They did do some some positive things. Obviously, whenever yeah. you keep your opponent off the scoreboard, that is a, a good day. But, you know, you're going up against a, a backup quarterback that was starting to heat up towards the end of this football game. But the Chargers did enough. They were able to keep them off the scoreboard. They were able to win it at the end. But my goodness, this was one of the ugliest games in recent history. It was not enjoyable to watch, but. <laughs> It is a win, and a win is always important. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think you, you're seeing all the, the same things we've talked about all season long, right? Yeah, I mean, second bad offensive performance in two weeks, right? You probably say in you know the last three weeks with all the missed opportunities against the Packers as well, yeah. even though that's a game they should have put up 30-plus. But like now in the last two weeks, you've scored, you know, eight points per game. <laughs> like, And that's the problem with this game, right? Like, you win, but like, you fail to inspire any confidence in this team. And then that can, they can do anything meaningful down the stretch. Right. Cause at the end of the day, David, like the team we saw here and not that we're expecting this by any means, but like, this is not a team that can run the table. 
right? Like, no. this is not a team that can can put together a significant, meaningful winning streak down the stretch. Like, it, it, like it still took – it was an awesome play. End of the game, Chargers are trying to see what Justin Herbert on third and long finds. Alexander Erickson, as everyone thought it would be, for a big first down. <laughs> Credit to, you know, Kellen Moore. We'll talk more about his offense and their struggles. But, hey, just going for it, getting the win right there. Because it almost came down to a Bailey Zappi, you know, one minute left a chance to go down the field and score a touchdown to win the game. And when you're going up against Bailey Zappi, that's unacceptable. So, like, it, it is a win, but at the same time, you don't have any confidence that this team can actually do any. Like, nothing was really solved here. No, not at all. I mean, all, all of the same issues that have been plaguing the Chargers all season long continued to plague them in this game. I mean, offensively, the running game was beyond anemic. I mean, I don't think I have enough descriptive words to be able to talk about that. A ton of drops, which, you know, we've seen that all season long as well. Still managed to give up some explosive plays to this Patriots yeah. offense that should not scare anybody. They have really no one that has any kind of spark other than Tyquan Thornton, who the Chargers uh, uh, gave up a explosive 39-yard uh, run to another right. wide receiver again. It's it's just it's a lot of the same things. They, they did enough to be able to to beat a very very bad team, probably one of the worst teams in the NFL. But there's not many other things outside of the performance of Khalil Mack that you can say, man, that was a, a really special performance that we saw in this football game. Same issues on offense, same issues on defense, and here we are talking about a six-zero win. Yeah, six-zero, man. I mean, I, I guess cool first defensive shutout since 2017 when they played yeah. the Broncos and beat them 21 to zero. That was that Travis Benjamin punt return touchdown game, I believe. Uh, when he wasn't also, going backwards. Yeah, when he wasn't running into his own end zone like he did against the Patriots. We don't have to talk about that. But, yeah, you get a win in Foxborough. And, like, you know, this is a Patriots team that beat the Bills a few weeks ago, right? So, like, anything yeah. can happen. The Chargers, as we saw, could have easily lost this game. But they did not win it because of their offense. Like, if they yeah. won it for any reason, it was because of their defense and special teams. You do get a tip of the cap for a defensive shutout. You sacked Zapp, Bailey Zappi five times. Mm -hmm. You forced two turnover on downs at the end of the game. Like, you needed to get a stop. Like, it would have been the most predictable thing ever if they shut them out all game. And in the biggest moment, you end up giving up a big touchdown, right? And they you know you it. had that feeling in the back oh, yeah. of your spine. You know it. You knew you had it. You just There's no point in this game where you felt comfortable, especially yeah. at the end. But, it, but that's what it was. Like, this was a defensive smothering, yeah. for the most part, by the Chargers' defense. Like, I mean, the Patriots never really got that close to scoring. Like, no. really never. I don't, did they get into the red zone? Did the Patriots get into the no. red zone in this game? Like, no. I mean, it, it was a smothering. But that's what won you this. You won by a, a good a good defensive performance, even against Bailey Zappi, right? Even against the Patriots. And a really, really good special teams performance. That's how you won this Yeah. Game. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, the, the and and I think for the pass rush, like not only did they get five sacks, but they got some sacks in key moments yeah. on third Pushing down, them out of on field fourth goal down, to be like yeah, that. to be able to get them out of those few scoring opportunities that they po you know possibly had in this football game. They were getting a lot of good pressure in the right moments, so yeah. that was fantastic. The special teams was incredible in this game. I mean, that's honestly one of the only facets of this football team that has been consistently good all year long and i, I think yeah. that's the one thing that we we can talk about is the the punt the punts were fantastic i mean absolutely incredible to to see that from jk scott which we don't usually see the the placement or the the type of distance that he provided today and darius davis is straight money i mean just it seems like 
I put a tweet out there. It just seems like every single time he returns a punt, it's going for 10 plus every single time. And that is not something that is a common theme for the chargers in their special teams returns, but he has definitely brought that spark. He was one of the sole reasons why the chargers got one of their few goals in this football game. So just such an ugly performance, but the defense, the special teams, they showed up when they, when their name was called on and they were able to help secure a win. Yeah, and we'll talk more about the special teams later because J.K. Scott, I mean, after feeling like he might get cut earlier in the season because yeah, he was for real. such a bad start to the season, as it was the MVP of this game. And and that, I think, tells you all you need to know about this game. And I think for the offense, you know, talked about the defense and special teams. I think the one of the most frustrating parts is, okay, yeah, you get shut out in the second half again. Yeah. But just the constant failure to separate right like the Chargers yeah. separated as a team like Quentin Johnson separates as a receiver there's no seven knowledge that's too much too much but like it you know the drops were a big part of it but like the Chargers they had were. so many chances offensively to just put this game away because the Patriots had nothing had the Patriots nothing. had no offense right you no. could have put it away with one more field goal to make it 9-0 would have been a death sentence for the oh, Patriots absolutely. with that offense yeah. they had out there today you know? I mean as you saw I mean it was six nothing was a death sentence but yeah, at exactly. least you could have felt good about something if they would have got that last well, like, that third field goal yeah I mean the third quarter the Chargers go up nine nothing like you give the Chargers fans like half of an easy game <laughs> like that you know yeah. that's something we don't take for granted instead you're watching till the end of the game to see if the Chargers are going to pitch a shutout all the game you know for the whole game and then give up a touchdown at the very end but like the biggest thing was just like the drops that really really took points off the board crippling quentin johnston man like another really bad drop and it sucks because had also the most career receiving yards he's had in the game so we're gonna talk about all the drops in this poor offense for the second straight week why this offense can't get things going we're gonna talk about that coming up after this Especially with family on the mind. I know we spend a lot of time talking together, but we always get fired up with the wins, even when they're ugly wins like this. Who starts, who sits, and everything else football-related. But today I want to chat about something a little bit more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered because thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, they can give you life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medicine that can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics like Cialis, Viagra, Vervatio prescriptions. Go on right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a discount, but this really says it best. One of the verified customers of Jace Medical said, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to in order to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. I have family members that need things like this. I know with all the craziness in the world, this is something that can give you a little bit of peace of mind. So if you have someone you love that you want to give that peace of mind to, make sure to go to jacemedical.com. See if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Well, let's talk about the offense. And I don't think you can talk about the offense without talking about the drops, right? Like the last three weeks, it's been drops and fumbles like that have just totally killed this team. Like it's just been such a plague. They were actually pretty good about not dropping passes the first like, you know, eight, nine weeks of the season. And it's all come crashing down to earth. And I mean, if you just look at, you know, like you're looking at, you know, Justin Herbert's numbers in this game. And that's one of the frustrating things for him this game was just like I wanted to use this as a barometer, kind of see how Justin Herbert has progressed based on going against Bill Belichick. Someone that's always going to give a good game plan. Someone that has frustrated Justin Herbert in the two games prior to this. And Justin Herbert ends up going 22 out of 37 for 212 yards. 
but like what five or six drops like At i mean least. if you're yeah i mean and those are just the ones that are just clanks you know i, I mean right here. when's the last time the chargers made a contested catch right like the chargers have nobody that can make a contested catch right now those aren't even considered drops but those are just out of the question right now but you have donald parham man i mean we've seen a fourth and five drop by him you know a couple of weeks ago that was killer against the packers now today you have a big play early in the game to kind of set the tone for your offense he drops it late in the game when you have a chance to put the game away right third down third and four going to be a big play going to put you in field goal range like i said to finish this game has another just right in the bread basket drop and i know it's raining right, right? but you also have austin Eckler, josh kelly both dropping a couple of perfect passes you yeah. have keenan allen you know a couple that he probably wishes he could have brought in right by his yeah. own standards but the one that's going to stick out to everyone david is quentin johnston the guy that could afford to have a drop the least third and 12 justin herbert rolls out puts a ball on the money to him another big play puts him in scoring range for sure probably finishes that game and he can't come down with it and that was pretty tough to watch because it's like hey this guy had a high profile drop a couple weeks ago he's really about to have his best game of the year and then he has that moment yeah that one hurts that one hurts to watch because i mean before that moment he it's really felt like he was starting to cook like he was starting to get some catches starting to get some confidence he was starting to to move the ball down the football field and you're like all right i'm starting to see some things that i like but then the one moment where he has a possibility for a, probably a 30-plus yard reception, it hits him right in the hands, and he juggles it, and he's not able to bring it in. And, of course, that's the thing that everyone's going to remember from this performance, from this game, from Quentin. They're going to forget about all of the other you know five receptions that he did have in this game because that one catch right there would have turned this into a solid performance, which it is right now, to a very good performance. Uh, where you're looking at probably 80, 80 or 90 receiving yards on the game for Quentin Johnston. Yeah, like, is it a step in the right direction? Probably, right? Like, I mean, it, it seemed like they were targeting him in better ways. They threw one kind of yes. wide receiver screen to him where Jalen Guy, I don't know what he was looking at. Yeah, like. I don't know what the heck he was doing. He was just standing looking at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> He's and, a spectator. And Quentin Johnston, like, ran around the traffic cone to end up actually getting a pretty decent gain off it. It's like, yeah, that's what he does that's right? what he like can do yeah another short pass where he's like carrying new england defenders right can't bring yeah him I, I remember there were two d defenders that were hanging on top of him, him yeah. while they blew the whistle and they exactly. couldn't even tackle him yeah and, like and it's like so you see you know the value that he can bring it's there and, and yeah. it's just but man like those drops are just like it, it's just such brutal drops you don't yeah, see they're, at they're the killer. nfl level especially from the same person like donna parham escapes because he's not a first round pick right like right he had a couple he had the worst drops in this game other you know more than quentin Johnson yeah yeah the, the straight clanks i mean sure. it was wide open no defender anywhere close to him but it's not just that right i i mean i think especially when you're looking at this game david and, and what absolutely killed the chargers offense and i think one of the biggest reasons oh, yeah. the chargers offense hasn't been able to get anything consistently going all season long is just because the rushing attack feels again 24 carries 29 yards that's not a typo right that's 1.2 <laughs> yards per carry as a team that's not one point. player either that's david, the like, whole team this is a game like it's raining, right? It's coming down. Those are the games that you need to be able to run the football when you're going and playing against the elements, right? Like, and it's not like we expected this team, you know, to have grand expectations or haven't recently, right? But like, this was such a bad showing. You have a game in bad weather, right? And you cannot run the football at all. When you you absolutely need to. And, and uh, I mean, I, I just have to give you this stat because th this really kind of proves how absolutely atrocious it really was 
24 carries on 29 yards, but if you felt like a lot of those went for little to no gain, then you'd be correct. I charted 15 running plays of three yards or less in this football game. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. Like, how do you do that? Like, it's a mixture of bad offensive line blocking and your running backs not getting absolutely anything after or being able to create, be able to get extra yards, to even fall forward. Austin Eckler doesn't have the size, and it seemed like he got smacked a couple of good times where, like, they really made their presence felt on him. And it's just really hard to watch. But 15 runs of three yards or less in this football game is how you have a 6-0 game. This is why you can't separate. This is why you can't put touchdowns on the board because Justin Herbert has to throw perfect passes to receivers and even when he does they drop the football because there's no running game to speak of yeah and i think you could see that you know the patriots had put an, an extra emphasis on not letting justin herbert be the chargers rushing attack to in this that's one for sure. time you could definitely see that a little bit but to me and i think that's partially why the pass rush for new england didn't look as good as it could have right not a great defense right not a great pass rush right but and i, and I thought the charge offensive line actually passed protected pretty well they in did. this game yeah they did we'll see what the numbers are but like i think this isn't a, a new all-time kind of low for this group man like it's just i yeah. mean when, you, when you're you're yearning for josh kelly and he has six carries for 16 yards and he's not even averaging three yards per carry but you're like he should have got more with his 2.5 yards per carry right like yeah that's bad you know and like that was one of the things and one of the things we were most excited about with for kellen moore and his offense and like now this is two straight weeks right you had 16 points over your last two games you were shut out in another second half and to me it's when you're running the ball right like the chargers yeah. get a turnover early in this game big play by Tui Tui Tua Pelotu, right ends up hurting Ramondre stevenson that part side kind of a hip drop tackle you see everyone talking about right but like Right after that, how do you capitalize on it? You run the ball three straight times, and you go three and out. Later on, when other teams have done that, when other teams have capitalized on those moments, Daniel, they've thrown explosive pass plays and have hit on those plays every single time. The Chargers get a big play. What do they do with that momentum? They extinguish it. Yeah, I mean the Chargers defense has been really, really good after sudden change. Like they've really held helped this team out when they have turned the ball over. But, like, yeah, I get your point, which is just, like, do something with it. You know, you're getting a, a game that's going to be a slugfest. Take a your shot. Your defense gets one, right? Their first takeaway in yeah. over three games. And, and But that's the thing. is like not only do you have the three consecutive runs for a three and out, then you have a third and six where you decide you want to run a sweep with Austin Eckler, what who's looked like he's lost was a step that? and lose seven yards, right? That <sighs> Keenan Allen didn't look right. And, and then, like, Gerald Everett. Like, Gerald Everett featured early, looks great disappear so it's like Kellen Moore second game in a row where it's just like man I know these drops have made it hard to see the whole picture but it still just kind of has to look better than this it does Daniel I mean it's just not enough production not enough consistent production if you if your running game is going to be like this then you might as well just abandon it and just go to the quick passing game just to be able to get some positive momentum on first and second down way too many plays that go for very little production and you just can't have that to be able to sustain offense yeah and like justin herbert like i thought he was fine it's hard like i said to know how good of a game he could have had you know if guys don't catch balls or don't drop balls that you know totally just end drives and things like that but like 
for the most part, man, like this was, I can't watch this offense. And like the fact that we're talking about that with Justin Herbert at quarterback is so wild to me. Like I get it. You're down Mike Williams and Josh Palmer. You're down Corey Lindsley, right? But you're going up against a two and nine team. It has to look better than that, man. Like it has to look easier than it did a lot of Sunday, right? I mean, Justin Herbert, you look at some of those incompletions, man, like they almost looked like almost interceptions, but he was still like putting it only where his receiver could have kind of a chance because we're talking about receivers that have negative separation, like guys yeah. running their routes for them. Keenan mm-hmm. Allen, I don't think he was close to 100% in this game. He didn't look like his normal self. He got extra attention to even the broadcast said that he wasn't, but he definitely did. Like, it, it, it's just, it sucks, man, because Kellen Moore, Justin Herbert, like, that should have been something that looks better than this at this point in the season, even with the attrition that they faced as an offense. But let's talk about the defense because that is fun. And Khalil Mack is awesome, man. I mean, two more sacks in this game now leads the NFL in sacks. And some other guys I thought had really, really good performances too, David, that I think deserve a highlight. And it was really nice to see it from a couple other veterans making some big plays. So we'll get into that coming up right after this. I do need to tell you guys, though, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That means you could have bet the Chargers today, and even though they squeaked out the ugliest, sloppiest 6-0 to win, you could have got $150 in bonus bets. If your team wins, even if it's the big, biggest favorite of the week on the money line, you can win. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action because the app is super easy to use and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I was talking about anytime touchdown scores last week. That was a mistake because nobody scored a touchdown in this game. But there's always great promotions last week and no sweat bet on a big parlay where you you know basically can bet without any risk of losing because you can get that money back in bonus bets. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, David, well, we talked about the bad part. <laughs> we wanted to leave the defense for the end because, you know, the offense was so, so hard to watch. It was like needles in the eyeballs in this game. But let's talk about, first, Khalil Mack because there were some imperfections. Return of the Mack. <laughs> okay, he couldn't wait for that. Perfection, <laughs> you know, was not attained by his defense. There's definitely some things you could nitpick on. But, like, Khalil Mack has put this defense on his back for a lot of this season. And, and to see him... Kind of rewarded now, David, two sacks at least in three straight games. He's up to 15 sacks on the season. He leads the NFL. T.J. Watt went into the Sunday with 13 and a half. He got half a sack on Sunday. Miles Garrett, last time I checked, had no sacks today, and he was at 13, and I believe exactly as well. Daniil Hunter didn't play today. So he is the league leader, and he has 15 sacks, which ties his career high, David. It's really, really impressive what we're watching. It's historic. I mean, honestly, it's it's unbelievable that we're seeing Khalil Mack here in his age 32 season play the way he has been able to play as consistently on, you know, as a pass rusher, being able to stop the run, be able to deliver That's violent the other thing hits. Too. He's not just, yeah, I mean, first of all, the violent hits you were right about. I mean, he absolutely tagged Ezekiel Elliott, I believe, one of the running backs. He You can tell the, the play dirt. before he did not like that outcome, and he oh, took it out on God. Ezekiel Elliott. He smacked that dude. It was yes, nuts. He but, did. like, it, it, this isn't, you know, pass rush specialist X, no. right? Like, no. He has been elite as a run defender, and he was pretty good as a run defender last year, too. 
But like this is the full blown package. I mean, you can't just say hey, he had six sacks against the Raiders anymore, no. right? Because that means he's had nine sacks in the other eleven games, which is what a lot of great pass rushers do in a season. You know what I mean? So like this is a new level we haven't seen. Reigning AFC Defensive Player of the Month, and after this start, it might be a repeat performance for Khalil Mack, but five tackles, two tackles for loss, two sacks, and two QB hits. Khalil Mack doing it all, doing everything he can to force Will, this Chargers team, into a victory. And it's honestly, it's fun to watch. And people, I think we really need to sit here and take a moment to understand we are truly watching greatness this year when we're watching Khalil Mack and watching how he has performed this season. And it sucks because you know when he's asked about it, he's going to say, I don't care. Like, we won, so that's good. But that's the really terrible part about this is you're wasting this season from Khalil Mack. Like if you had a competitive season and you were going into a playoff push or a playoff game with Khalil Mack playing at this level, you'd feel so good about what the Chargers are doing defensively, right? But it just feels like, you know, like I've talked a little bit before, just a really, really bright spot in a really dark season. But I think for the defense overall, you have to take this game as a win because yeah. first of all you didn't get bullied up front at the end of the day it's going to say the patriots had 4.6 yards per carry really boosted by that 39 yard carry yeah. by the wide receiver without that it's three and a half yards per carry which yeah. is still bad the perimeter run defense is bad that's not an excuse yeah. for that or anything but they did enough right they yeah. didn't get steamrolled they didn't just get out physical and out muscled at the line of scrimmage they had eight tackles for loss in the running game which absolutely put the new england patriots offense behind the stakes and killed them for most of this game. But the other big thing to me, David, Derwin James had some Derwin James moments in this game. Saved a touchdown. It could have ended 7-6 if yeah. Derwin James doesn't tra- track down Thornton on that oh, long run. God. And he also had a sack <laughs> and a big moment as well. And that's what you would call for. We talked about it. Just the pass rush wasn't there. And also Eric Kendricks gets a game ball in this one, yeah. right? He has a sack. He gets a couple tackles for loss. He's making a play on fourth down at the end of the game as well. So it was nice to see a couple of veterans that they've really needed all season long, but in this game looking more like the level of play we expect from them. Yeah, and I mean, uh, as of late, you see in Derwin James work a lot more in the box, a lot closer to the line of scrimmage. And in this game, he had multiple pass rush reps that were very, very good. And the one where he got the sack on, he did a nice little inside move and kind of fooled Ezekiel Elliott. That was a great move. In uh, pass protection. He thought he was going to go outside. Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best pass protectors in the NFL, too. He is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Derwin kind of faked like he was going to go outside, went inside, went in, uh, you know, in in between the uh, the other pass rusher. Yeah. And was able to get an open look on on Bailey Zappian and took him down to the ground. So. Derwin James, you know, getting paid a lot of money to make the big plays. We're able to see some of that ability in today's game. Yeah. So I thought, I mean, Derwin James, that's the plays. Those are the splash plays you need for him, right? Especially if he's losing some other things. It's like, hey, you can make up for that with a couple of key plays in every game. Eric Hendricks, one of his best games, you know, I think for sure. Just really good against the run. Uh, You know, gets a sack in this game as well. Kind of being a QB Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, he was solid. But... None of those guys were as good as the Chargers special teams because the Chargers special teams are excellent. If the Chargers were as good as their special teams, they'd be a Super Bowl contender. They'd be a playoff favorite. They would be much better than what we've seen from them in 2023. And it starts with this. You know, Cameron Dicker hits both of his field goals. All six of the points you see up there on that scoreboard are from Cameron Dicker, right? Darius Davis, he contributes as the Chargers' second best draft pick so far from this draft class. I don't know who else. I mean, it's Thule. And it's Darius Davis. He has a 35-yard punt return where 
man, it's always just the patience to me that always yeah. sticks out. Like the way he's able to kind of because sift he knows through traffic. Fast. Yeah, and I think because he kind of knows he's small too. Like yeah. the, like the, yeah. the gaps in the creases that he finds. He you doesn't know, need much. Just, yeah. No, but he and he's not afraid to stop. He's not afraid to be yeah. patient. You know, like he's not just running and then outrunning everyone. He, he's patient, makes people miss. He is awesome. And then J.K. Scott, man, like I talked about a little bit earlier, seven punts inside the 20-yard line, gets a game ball in the That's a franchise room. record, according to Eric Smith, the, the Chargers oh, really? team reporter. So seven punts inside the 20 is a Chargers And one at the one. Franchise record for That J. one he K. put Scott. out in the one was nuts, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was absolutely phenomenal. This was the, probably the one of the best performances of his entire career. It makes uh, me just, sad that we're talking about, like, punting nine times and that yeah. we're like that, that yeah. we have to celebrate this but but man, they won the field awesome. field position battle because of his punting today yeah well and the thing is is that had been something he had struggled with last year yeah. like he had the hang time but he wasn't putting Didn't have he the wasn't pinning people back. or the direction you know i remember mike cyphers you know thinking about you know the chargers not beating the patriots since 2005 when you know drew Brees was slinging it down the field over shake caldwell and then yeah. guys like that like yeah it, you know keenan mccardell maybe yeah no Mike Cyphers used to be the king of that, man. Like the, the oh, corner, yeah. the coffin corner. Absolutely. Like pinning teams deep. Like J.K. Scott in this game was pinning them way, way back. And I thought that he Some was booming awesome. And, man, like one of the things that kind of makes me most sad about this season is like what's going to happen to Ryan Ficken after this, oh, man? man? Because, like, yeah. you know, I know everyone wants to see the Chargers queen house, but, like, if there was one Not dude, that guy. <laughs> Not I him. wish they could keep if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Ficken has been everything as advertised and then some. The Chargers special teams win this game along with their defense, and it's an ugly win, and there's a lot to still talk about this team and a lot of the same issues persisting because you're winning games that feel meaningless now, and you're barely doing it, and you're doing it against bad teams. So make sure you guys are back here tomorrow with us for our Chargers buy or sell, getting into the biggest storylines and overreactions after we've had a chance to watch this game over again, unfortunately. Right. But thank you guys so much for always being here through the thick and thin, through the good and the bad. You know, we are here, your team every day. We have to be here every day. And we're so glad that you guys, even with this team doing what they're doing, are here with us every single day. So thank you to the everydayers out there to make sure you guys don't miss the show. Go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the show every day on our social media. Hit us up on Twitter at Locked on LAC. Find us on Instagram at Locked on Chargers or on our Locked on Chargers Facebook page. But we will be back with you guys. Thank you so much for checking out today's live show and the live postgame shows after every single Chargers game. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.